the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm sure there are times you thought God might be fickle. His blessings come in abundance, and His blessings also come in pain, suffering. Let's talk about that next on Truth For Today. Valley Bible Church right here in Hercules. Hi there, and welcome to the program. Our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, returns us to our series called Bruised While Blessed. It is a look, a critical look, at 2 Corinthians. And today's message is called God is Faithful, Not Fickle. You know, there are times when we think we are being punished by God when in fact it is His blessing that is happening in our lives. We tend to equate blessings with abundance, and that's not always the case, as we'll see today. Join us here in 2 Corinthians as we catch up with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, on today's broadcast of Truth For Today. I want to speak on God is faithful and not fickle. You, The book of Corinthians is difficult because it's so biographical. And you'll come to this passage And you probably think, I don't have a clue what's going on. Well, let me help you out. Paul has a party that has risen against him in the church. They're Judaizers, most likely from Jerusalem. And they've stirred up the church. And he's had them, maybe at one time, the majority. Probably the church. This church is coming against Paul. And here's the man that established the church, evangelized them, stayed with them for 18 months. And now they're being influenced by these parties that say, he's not a real apostle. His message isn't true. His gospel's not true. You've got to go back under the law. Uh, all of this stuff. And so they're opposing him. And this is the most biographical of all of his books. It's the favorite book of pastors because it shows that the best of men can have people raise up against them in a church and that a church can be a dangerous place to be, especially if you're the leader of it. And Paul was. He was the founder of this church. And so this is this party that's working against him. Now, believe it or not, they found a great opportunity to say he was fickle, that he was duplicitous, that he was a vacillating, you couldn't count on him. Why? Because he changed his itinerary plans to come among them. Here's, he had a ministry over there. He had it north, Macedonia. Up in Macedonia, you've got Berea. You've got Thessalonica. You've got the port of Neapolis. You've got Philippi. That was his Macedonian northern churches. South, Go down to the Corinthian Isthmus out of Athens. And you've got the Achaia ministries where Corinth is. Well, what he had intended to do is he was going to go over from Ephesus. He's in Ephesus. I'm going to sail over. I'm going to see you at Corinth. I'll go north 
probably to Philippi. Then I'll come back to Corinth, double visit, he said. I'll see you twice. And then I'll go with that group that's taking the offering to relieve the poor in Jerusalem. That's what he wanted to do. Now, something you don't know, he talks about a painful visit he made. Uh, authors and different scholars are divided. Luke doesn't record the painful visit. Most likely, he's in Ephesus. He hears about this party spirit. They're about to upset the whole church, turn the whole church against him. He probably made a trip from Ephesus over to Corinth, and he dealt with this uh, opposing party to his apostleship and to his ministry. This whole book, he's having to defend himself. You may not think this is spiritual. The Holy Spirit thought it was. He wanted you to know about it. And so, he made a painful visit. He sent two letters, 1 Corinthians 5. He had written them how to deal with the incestuous brother and the sins of that church. Then he wrote another letter they called the severe letter. He made several visits. And so now they're saying, you know what? You're fickle. His opponents, of course. You're fickle. You said you were going to come to us, then go north, then come. And you're not carrying through. You changed your plans. Aha, we got you. You're fickle, and so is your message. And so is your God. Because uh, the issue goes this way. Are you a reliable person? And what is really heartbreaking is that uh, people form their opinion of God based on you. You're the screen they go through. And here they're using that personal attack. Now, I mean, you've got to be begging the question when the only thing you're going to nail him for, and they're going to nail him for other things. They're going to say he's ugly. They're going to say he's not a good speaker. They're going to say he's a coward. This church is brutal to him. And it's this minority group that at one time was becoming the majority. And so Paul takes up the pen and he's saying, wait, wait. You may think I'm fickle. All I did was change my plans according to the will of God. And now you're going to use this to discredit my apostleship, discredit my message, discredit the gospel that we brought. And he's defending himself and he's explaining God is reliable. God is faithful even if I change my plans. Even if I change. Now, now I've got to lay a little groundwork here. One of the favorite ways that the opponents of the gospel take it apart is they say the church is full of too many hypocrites. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Or they've, they've got someone in the church they don't like. Oh, oh you know what? They didn't, pay that. They, they didn't pay that debt. So the church is full of uh, liars. Or for sure they're going to find uh, some pastor that goofed up some way Mess with the money, mess with the women, mess with the... Say, you're all just phonies. You're all phonies. I don't want it. Paul is saying, our gospel does not rest on our infallibility. Hear me? 
Because preachers think they've got to be infallible. Our message is infallible, but not our life. We are not infallible. Ask our wives. How can I believe it? You don't live it good enough. Well, it'd be good if you, the messenger would not be a liar. That would be nice. Not be a huckster, as Paul said he was not. I'm not selling the gospel. I'm not a ripoff. I'm none of those things. But it's amazing how we judge the message by the messenger. Which puts a great weight on us. James said, you ought not to be many teachers because you receive more severe judgment. If I understand that right, I'm subject to the greatest judgment to come of anyone in this church. Because I'm the primary teacher. Will you get severely judged for the way you ran your company? No. But a pastor will be severely judged who teaches the Word of God. Would you like to join us? Would you like to join the judged crowd? We get judged a lot. And so he's laying this. He's going for this. And he says, let me tell you two things that prove God is reliable and he's faithful. Number one, he sent Jesus Christ. And he is the yes, the affirmation to everything God promised. And what he is saying, God promised, I will send one who will bear your transgressions. That was part of Paul's message. I've told you the gospel that he died, that he was buried, that he rose again. I told you all the things of 1 Corinthians in my first letter. I told you that God keeps promises. What he's promised, he will keep. And his sure yes is that he sent Jesus Christ, inhabited a manger, died under Pontius Pilate, rose again the third day. Do you think this kind of a God is fickle? You think this kind of God is yes and no? That he's, he, he's not sure what he's, you never know what this God's going to, he may change his plans. Paul is going right at it. You're trying to nail me and trying to put it on my God and put it on my calling as an apostle. Let me tell you, I proclaim a yes God and not a no God. I proclaim the God that can keep his word, that is reliable, and his final yes was Jesus Christ. That's what he wants them to know. I did not handle a duplicitous, vacillating, change your mind. Oh, it's all, oh, you never know what they're going to do. You can know what God's going to do. He's going to do what he promised. And Christ is his vindication of all of his promises. You know, it's amazing. I don't even know my mailman anymore. Do you know yours? And I keep receiving the mail. And I don't care if I know him or not. I used to know my mailman. We used to talk a lot. We grew up together in Richmond. I knew a lot of the same people. I don't know who it is. I don't really care. Just get the mail here. What do you expect of God's mailmen? You know what? I don't even know if I like my newspaper boy. He throws it at 530 some days I have to pick it up a little bit. But do you know your, your, your paper boy? 
I don't care if I know. I, may, I might not like him. Who cares? Just deliver the paper. What you need to ask yourself is don't make every human messenger pass all of your grid. I like him. I don't. Ooh, that irritates me. Ooh, that, what in the world are they saying? It's sure quiet in this place. What are they saying? Are they telling you the truth? Are you hearing God? Is God talking? Well, I don't like that pastor. Why not? Well, he, he you know, sometimes he preaches, gets on your toes. Why, honey, you need to be God, not too. Let's, in other words, church can be full of personality contests. The Corinthian church had split up. One was part of Cephas. One was part of Paul. One was a part of Apollos. And they even had the Jesus party. You know they were the super spiritual clique. They were really spiritual. And he said, what are these cliques doing? Did any of these people die for you? Did any preacher die for you people? Are they? Were, you know what? If Paul was a crook, if he preached the truth, the truth is what sets you free. Not the preacher. We ought to be conforming our life to the Word of God. I'm not trying to make an excuse for sinful behavior or inappropriate behavior, but it's easy to discredit the message by discrediting the messenger. And all of God's messengers, hear me, all of God's messengers are flawed. Puritans used to say, it's a miracle that God can take a crooked stick and make a straight line. We're all crooked sticks. We're all sinners, just like the people we preach to. You know what he said in Hebrews 5, 1 and 2? When God gave Israel a priesthood, he said, He picked men of like weaknesses that they might sympathize with the people. Hebrews 5, 1 and 2. I know something about raising kids. I know something about marriage. I know something about burying loved ones. I know something about being broke. I, I've experienced, I know something about getting angry. I know something about struggling to forgive people that drive you batty. I know what it is to be talked about, lied about, criticized. When I told my father, I felt God was calling me to preach. He said, well, if you can live with three things, you might make it. And I said, well, what's, Dad, how do you know? You're an iron worker. You don't know anything about preaching. So let me tell you three things you got to live with. Can you live with being criticized? I said, no, they're all going to love my ministry. He said, no, get ready. They, they're not. Can you, can you live with being falsely accused? I'm only 15. I don't know what he's talking about. He said, can you live with being unappreciated? And I've been greatly appreciated in this ministry. But there's times, let me tell you, there's many a pastor. They have to live with always expectations and no affirmations. Always judged. Always criticized. Always. 
You're, I don't like you. I don't like you. You're not my kind. You're not. Hey, why don't we get Paul said, I don't care what you say about my person. My message and my apostleship is from God. And I proclaim a faithful God. Our God is faithful. He's passed the test. That's what he's saying. And you don't get that unless you know the biographical conflict he's in in this church. It's a very difficult epistle because of that reason. Then he says, let me tell you what God has done for me and that he's done for you that proves he's faithful and that he will do for us in salvation what he promised in Christ. And he names five things God has done for them. Look what he says in verse 21. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. Now this word stand firm. I'm trying to use the NIV so you can say buying a new Bible and you can use the pew Bibles. I've repented. Some of you have kept bugging me. Uh, It is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. And that word there is established uh, to be reliable, to, to be, in other words, the opposite of fickle, vacillating, moving. No, we've been established. Now, how? How can God establish you and I to keep us firm where, where we, we, we don't move? Notice how he does it. God the Father makes both us, and he's kind, I believe, to include them. Because he really wants them to know, God established me. I'm not a fickle man. But he did it for you too. And he did it really in Christ. Firm in Christ. God took you the moment you were saved. And there's a preposition here. He put you into Christ. And you are firmly fastened there. You are positioned there. And he doesn't plan to lose you there. Unless someone can crawl up in heaven and get you out. No, I know. You say you can get out. You can't. Go ahead and try it. The shepherd's bigger than the sheep. He'll, he'll, he'll get your attention if you really know him. If you don't know him, you're in and out anyway. You haven't been established. But he says, we've been established. Established in Christ. And that point he's trying to make is, this God uh, is a firm, establishing, count on God. Uh, it, it, it's just not, uh, what could you call it? Uh, wishy-washy. Our salvation is, I think I'm in, I think I'm out, I think I'm a yes, I think I'm a no. No, he took you the moment you believed in his son Jesus, the message we preach, and he took you and he got you out of Adam. Romans says, I was in Adam, but now he transferred me so that now he says, in my son, I see you as established. You're going to make it because I put you in the only secure place there is in all the universe, in my son. We are in Christ. We are in Christ. 
That's the only maybe stabilizing thing in your life. I know I'm in Christ. As we were looking in our home Bible study in 1 John this last week, uh, it just jumped off the page as we were in chapter 4. I hope you're enjoying your home Bible study. I tell you, ours, we're having a ball. And uh, uh, when we came to the verse that there's no fear in love, there's no fear of judgment. I've always struggled with that verse. I thought, well, I'm still afraid of uh, water over my head. I'm still afraid of fire. Uh, uh, I'm still afraid I don't want to be broke. You know, I'm a, to be afraid of disease. It's just human fears. What's he talking about? There's no fear. Perfect love casts out fear. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? John is talking about relationships. That we ought to be loving God. We ought to be loving one another. And you know what he's saying? In the kind of love God wants his people to experience, there's never any fear it's going to end. That fear, human relationships is fraught with fear. and day. Will he leave me? Will she leave me? I share the story of a friend who, after he'd been married for several years, came to me one day, met me at a restaurant, and he said this astounding thing. He says, well, you know what? I don't think she's going to leave. Being a pastor, I was a little shocked. I said, I, I don't understand. He said, I, I, I don't think my wife's going to leave me. I said, well, uh, why would you make such a statement? You've got a wonderful wife. He said, I grew up where nothing was certain in my home. Nothing was certain. I saw my mother abused. I saw a drunken father. Our home was in turmoil every weekend. You never knew if you were going to be kicked out, if your mother was going to be beaten in front of you. Everything was up for grabs every seven days. And he said, I've always grown up, you can't trust those you love. They're going to hurt you. The only time I felt affection for my father's when he was drunk. He never showed affection otherwise. So he said, I figured in this new relationship called marriage, the shoe's got to drop some weekend. She's got to tell me it's over. It's over. And so I've been on guard for five to six years waiting for that announcement. But he said, I'm beginning to get the sense she's going to stay. Now I've stayed for 40 years. God says perfect love. God's kind of love is not conditional. You know, you'll never be any worse than when he found you. While we were at our worst, he started loving us. While we were enemies, while we were sinners, while we were weak, while we were without Christ, he started loving you. And he knew what you'd be. He established you in Christ. You're in Christ if you're a believer. Are you in Christ? And some of you have had all these broken relationships. You're afraid of life. You're afraid of getting married. I'll just live with her, but I'm not going to marry her because I can't keep a covenant. I don't plan to keep a covenant. God, by covenant, called a new covenant, put you and I in Christ. I'm established in him. This is no fickle God. This is a faithful God. 
He either has established you or he's a liar. He said, I established you. And so Paul could say, you think someone like me positioned in Christ and established and given the sure word of a Christ who keeps God's promises, you think we are duplicitous? You guys have got to be totally out of your head. And they were. They were false teachers, and they were trying to destroy this church by destroying Paul. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to his knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue Suite 278 Hercules, California The zip code is 94547 And that website once again truthfortodayradio.org It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.